you have a Bible tonight, I want you to uh, turn to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 17. So it's kind of in the middle of your Bible, left middle. It's an Old Testament book, 1 Samuel 17. We'll be there in a little bit. But let me just kind of recap what we're doing. So we are, this is the word for the year, for the school year for LWY High School. And this is the word. Are you ready? Slay giants, take ground. We talked about it a little bit last week. God's put a vision on my heart for this group, for this year. And our word for the year is slay giants, take ground. And we are going to take the next seven weeks and walk through seven different giants uh, and that we're going to slay together. That, that, the, that Jesus, as the great ultimate giant slayer, already has slayed on our behalf. But for a lot of us, there's still giants that taunt us and torment us daily. And, and so we're going to take a look at seven giants over the next seven weeks, starting tonight. Um, and, and we're going to slay these giants. And I want to I encourage you. So I'm going to put them up on the screen so you can see them. If you missed it last week, what the next, the next six weeks are going to be. Because it's important. If, you're, if you haven't written them down, write them down so you know. And you can invite a friend. It's a great series to invite somebody. We've got next week, uh, we're going to slay the giant of rejection. The giant of comfort. This is our invite night. We're going to slay the giant of anxiety and depression. The giant of comparison. giant of anger. And then wrap things up with the giant of addiction. And this is the word that God put in my heart. We're going to slay giants this year. We're going to slay giants, and then we're going to take ground. And so part of this, this school year is going to be a different kind of uh, initiative and, and, and vision for taking the schools that you're at. A lot of you are out of, out of school, or some degree you're out of school now. And some of you are homeschooled, charter school, or you do running start, so there's kind of a hybrid of something. But a lot of you are out of school full-time. Uh, or you can be, maybe you can be there as a Running Star student. But we are going to take seven schools this year that God's put in my heart to say uh, we are going to begin to have a presence and by bringing the presence of God to those places from the inside out differently than we have before. Now, some of, some of our schools have got that, uh, but some of them we got nothing. And some of them uh, we need to partner with what's already going on. So that's what's, that's what's going to be coming in the next seven weeks. I'm so excited. But make sure you take a, a picture of that. We'll probably throw it up on, on Instagram later as well so you know. Because it's important that you know what's coming. So you can invite friends too. We're going to be talking about Jesus every single week. Because Jesus is the ultimate giant slayer. And we need to know the ultimate giant slayer if we're going to have some of these giants slain in our life. Yeah. And, and he's going to be a big deal for the next several weeks. And uh, so that's what's coming one last thing before I get into the word, I wanted to take a moment and celebrate. Uh, we had several of you this morning in our, our Sunday morning services, our wholehearted weekend. Uh, we had several of you get baptized. And if you got baptized this morning, could you stand up just so we can celebrate and honor you? so proud of you, and we're so excited. That, that, what an incredible step. The Bible talks about baptism after you're saved, that it's one of the next steps of just saying like, hey, Jesus changed me from the inside. So on the inward side, the inward transformation is now a public declaration, a pro public proclamation to the world is to say, I choose Jesus, and I've been changed by him. So way to go. We love you. We're so proud of you. And uh, we'll have more baptism services in the future. If you haven't been baptized yet, come find us. We'll make sure we get you signed up and get information for you. Because I know some of you still need to get baptized um, in the next, probably the next round. So, all right, here we go. Slaying giants, taking ground. 
that's where we're going over the next several weeks, and I cannot wait because uh, there's going to be a lot of victory had. Everybody say victory. victory. A lot of victory is going to be had. How many of you have ever been on a team that has went that went a hundred percent defeated? You lost every single game. Has anybody been there? <laughs> Middle school basketball. What else? Any, what else? Throw me some names. What, what sport was it? Elementary basketball. A lot of basketball. Anybody? What, any, any other sport? Yeah. Football. Anybody else representing a school that went completely defeated? Anybody else? Okay. Not right now, but maybe once a I remember being on a football team that went, when I was a, uh, whenever I was 10 years old, I was on a youth football team, and we lost every, it's 0 and 10. And like, and people took it easy on us. Like, it was like one of those years, but like, people like, like, would like, let us kind of like go by to like try to get more yards. Like, it was terrible. But we still got trophies at the end of the day. It was just like, right? So that would, but here's what we're gonna do in the next several weeks. We are gonna begin to walk in a different level of victory. Because a lot of you guys, I see it on a lot of your faces. Let me tell you, even honestly tonight, I see it on a lot of your faces. And we're gonna spend some time. God put it on my heart tonight. I'm gonna preach quickly and probably preach like half the message I got because during the worship time, and I really, during our pre-service prayer time before we even started our service. Um, so you know, every week at 5.45, we have pre-service prayer that you're invited to if you want to come here in this room. Come on. During that time, the Lord was like, these guys just need more time in my presence tonight. Uh, so we're going to spend time at the end of the message and, and have more worship and, and give a chance for you guys just to spend time in God's presence and pray with leaders. Um, but but I can see it on some of your faces tonight. As you're coming in, there's, there's a defeat that you're sitting in. And I, I mean, everybody's probably bringing a different thing to the table that, that feels that way, but I can see on some of your faces, there's just like a, a like a defeat. Like if somebody were to sit you down and have a one-on-one conversation that a bunch of people weren't around to watch and like listen to you and really ask you how you're doing, like you would just start to cry. Like that kind of way. I see that a lot of, on a lot of faces tonight. So where we're going to go starting tonight for the next several weeks is in a different level of victory through Jesus over these things that have been tormenting you over these things that have been taunting you uh, and starting tonight the first giant we're going to attack is the giant of fear fear uh, I remember when I was a freshman in high school I just got into high school summer camp summer in between so basically this last summer in between for some of you incoming freshmen eighth grade and ninth grade I got invited to go on this student leadership whitewater rafting retreat with my youth group and they only invited a certain group of people and they didn't invite a ton of freshmen they invited me and so I was like okay I have to prove myself Big time on this trip. A lot of I mean, upperclassmen, a bunch of you know, a bunch of like the cutest girls from youth group were in the trip. Holly was there; she was a part of it. I, you were that was actually a big trip for me at that point. Still, uh, I mean, you were like a lot of my prayer time was about when we were going to understand we were going to be married one day. So that was that was good. All that all that prayer, all that prayer was fruitful. Okay, so here's what went down though. So. How many of you guys are afraid of spiders in here? Anybody afraid of spiders? Oh my. So, okay. Hold on, hold on. Pause, put your hands down for a second. Let me re-ask the question. Like, how many of you are actually afraid of spiders? Like, you like literally, like when nobody's there to witness you, like put it on, you know, social media or like tell, see, see you with a group of people and you have to like act scared because you're like a scared spider. Literally. Bridget, if you're like, actually, okay, we got a couple of you. Like, actual, like, I'm legit. So there was we were we, I got in, we were in camp we were camping so we were in this tent and I was with a, a bunch of uh, upperclassmen guys and I was like one of two freshmen 
And I was like, I gotta prove myself to these guys. I gotta be, I gotta be able to hold my own here because there's a bunch of upperclassmen. And uh, in our tent, we were just crammed in there. It was like a six person tent. There was like nine of us. And we just, that's how it always goes at camp. So everybody just gets all crammed together. And we were about to go to bed on the first night. We got everything set up. We had our service. It was dark. We all had like, like our flashlights and our headlamps and stuff. And when we walked in, as soon as we walked in, on one of the guy's pillows was a, a spider. Uh, I don't have something to really represent it. A, a spider, a spider basically the size of half of an iPhone. No joke. Half of an iPhone sized spider chilling on, a, on one of these dudes' pillows. So like, obviously we're all like we're trying to be men about it, right? We're like not like we're not like legitimately freaking out, but like we're li like we're like this is no, we gotta kill this thing now. And everybody's like starting to like shuffle around and like, but it's a, it's a huge spider. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, like I'm really I'm I'm afraid of spiders. Like I'm not down with spiders at all. Um, but I'm gonna prove them. I'm gonna prove myself to these guys right now. Like I can man up. And like I will take care. I will I will boy up. I will take care of this for the crew. Y'all don't have to worry about this thing. I will dominate the spider. So they're all kind of starting to freak out and like, what are we gonna do? Like, how are we gonna kill it? And I'm like, just get out of the way. I take a flip flop. We had a, had a solid Adidas slide, basically. And I come up to it and I make the decision in that moment. Like, I'm just, this is a fatty spider. I gotta swim hard because I gotta kill this thing on the first thing. Swing back, come down as hard as I possibly can and I missed the spider by like a centimeter. And it just launches up in the air. And then we can't find it the rest of the night. Burn that tent down. Could you imagine? Yeah. We, 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 we turned our sleeping bags upside down, bags, everything out of the tent. We could not, for the life of us, find this tarantula. And these guys hated me for the rest of the week, by the way. Have you ever been afraid? Ever been afraid of something? Some things you might be you might be fearful of in a moment like that. Some of you it's the dark. Some of you it's heights. Some of you it's uh, it's spiders. Some of you it's 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 random things. But snakes, yeah. You know, not today, snakes. Not today. We all have something weird. We all have some fear in us as a, as the fall of man happened in the garden. Fear began to creep its way into humanity. All of us struggle with some degree of fear. Fear has a grip on some of us in some way. Some of us, it may not be a physical item like a spider or a snake, but maybe it's the your fear of failure. Like, I, I have a conversation with a lot of you, and I, when I ask you, like, what's the thing that you are the most stressed about or freaking out about or concerns you the most, a lot of the time the response is, I, it's failing. I don't want to fail. I don't want to let somebody down. I, I fear failure. A lot of us, it's the future. Your fear is the future. I, I just, the unknown is just weighty for you. Like, I don't know what's going to come or what's gonna happen. And so when you think about it, you're just, the future is what you're afraid of. Some of you, it's death. Like the thought of, the thought of, the thought of death, which, you know, justifiably so, it's, it's a, you're afraid. The thought of dying is really scary for a lot of people. Pain in general, it, it's, it's just scary. You're afraid of pain. You don't want any kind of pain. I mean, there's a lot of different things the spectrum that fear covers. Tonight, what I wanna do is I wanna help expose some things about fear. I wanna take a look at David and Goliath. Epic story in the Bible. A lot of you are familiar with it. Some of you may not be. One of my absolute favorite stories in all of scripture, and not just because it's like the story we heard a hundred times when we were kids growing up, but like when you really get into it, you realize 
Like this thing is actually extremely more epic than it, it was when I was a kid. It was when I was a, you know, raised in, in preschool church. There's so much more to it, but we're gonna take a look tonight and expose some fear, expose the reality of the giant that it is, but, but more than that, we're gonna to begin to see how the Lord wants to help us slay that giant through the ultimate giant slayer of Jesus Christ. This is something that someone told me growing up that I, I really, I've hung on to because I think it's true, even though it's a little cliche. But I'm going to put this, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I put this on the slide. Do we have the slide that has the acronym of fear? No. Shit. no. Okay, cool. I forgot to do that. But hey, here's what we're going to do. Fear. But I want you to, on your notes, if you're taking notes or if you have a journal, if you don't, that's okay. But if you have, I want you to, I want you to put F and then underneath that, like under, so here's the F, whatever. Underneath that's the E, underneath that's the A, underneath that's the R. Okay, spell out fear. Down. Cool? That's how you spell, right? Yeah. Yes. It's behind the two. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Well, that's the, that's the other way, but whatever. Here's what I want. Here's what someone once told me I love because I think it's so real. Ready? Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Right? That might be a little cliche for some of you because you're like, that's not actually what it stands for because fear is an actual word. Hold on. Chill for a second. It's for the illustration. I want you to think about this for a moment. Fear is, is a lot of the times false evidence. It's something that's actually not even real. It's actually something that's not even going to happen. Appearing as it is going to happen. False evidence appearing real. And that's where a lot of us are stuck, if I'm, if I'm honest. A lot of us are stuck in a place where we are weighted down by false evidence appearing real in our life. The false evidence of, of the failures that you're afraid of committing or, or, or walking into or the future that you are that's, that's so unknown in front of you. False evidence appearing real. Well, Isaiah 43, uh, chapter, chapter 43, verse 1. Let me read this scripture to you. Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. It's not on the screens, but just listen to this for a second. This is the prophet Isaiah speaking on behalf of God. God speaking through him. Listen to these words. Ready? Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I've summoned you by name. You are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. There's over, there's over 365 different times in the Bible the command, do not fear, or fear not, or a variance of that is used. The most consistent command throughout the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation is the words, fear not, or do not fear. Or take courage, or take heart, some variants of don't be afraid. I mean, I think, I think obviously God knew that humanity would have a deep struggle for a long time with this issue of fear. So this brings us to the story tonight of David and Goliath. And I'm going to paraphrase it because I really want to get back to some time in the worship, with, with worship and God's presence tonight. But I'm going to paraphrase this thing. There's, it's important that you see this picture of, of, a, of a giant that, that represented the enemy. It represented, it represented for a big group of people, fear, right? The, the giant named Goliath. Giant, the giant Goliath who came to torment the people of Israel through the Philistines, these two different groups of people. The Israelites were God's chosen people. The Philistines had come and encroached on their land and began to take the land of the Philistines, or the land of the Israelites that wasn't theirs. There was these two hilltops, then there was this valley. The Philistines and Goliath were on one side. The, the Israelites... 
uh, and David, eventually on the other side, there's this big valley, and every day they'd come down to the, the bottom of the valley, and they would square off, and they would basically have a battle, or they would send their greatest warrior down there, who was Goliath, for the Philistines, stood over nine feet tall, the Bible says. Giant. Had armor on that was over 125 pounds. Okay, how many, I don't want you to raise your hand. Not a lot of you in here are, are uh, over 125 pounds, or somebody would be like, think about that, that he's 125 pounds on his body as armor, okay? On his body as armor. That was this guy. Huge. He was intimidating beyond intimidating. And it, it said all throughout scripture, the people of Israel were, were, were afraid. The Israelites were afraid of this guy who would come down every single day and torment them and say, like, basically, we're going to kill you. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I want to get, I want to get this. Let me, let me, uh, let me read. That's just describing Goliath. Um, Chapter 17, or chapter, yeah, chapter 17, verse, verse 10, in the Philistine, Goliath, Goliath speaks this out, I defy the ranks of Israel this day, give me a man that we may fight together. And then verse 11, when Saul and all of Israel heard the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Okay, they're, they're, they're walking in fear. Now Saul, verse 19, now Saul and all the men of Israel were in the valley fighting with the Philistines. David, who is this young little guy, he's got eight brothers, or he's got six brothers, Seven of them. Someone help me. Someone that's a better Bible scholar than me. Eight brothers. Eight brothers. He's the ninth. That's what I thought. And then I was like, that's not a biblical number, though. There's always some reason that it's like seven or twelve. No, it's not. Threw us a curveball there, God. Nine brothers. Nine brothers. David is the youngest of nine brothers. They're all in the fight. He's too young. He's a shepherd boy. He's out with the Lord. And and then uh, he, he basically hears what's going on. He, he, his dad says, go bring your brother's food at, at, the, at the front lines. And it says in verse 20, David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with the keeper, and then took some food as his father had commanded them to his brothers. And he came to the encampment as the host was going out to the battle line, shouting the war cry. Verse 21, the Israel and Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. And David, uh, David walks up, verse 23, and he talked with some of the people at the line. Goliath came out, David heard him speak, and then it says, after Goliath spoke again, all the men of Israel, when they saw the men, they fled from him, and they were much afraid. So this is a, this is a picture of a group of people that just have been plagued, tormented by fear. And David, in this moment, King David, who became King David, I'm, I'm struggling because I'm having to cut this in half. Um... David sees this giant that's representing uh, fear for an entire group of people, an entire nation. And he, he goes to the battle line with a sling and some stones, and he steps up in that place where everybody else had run away. David ran to, and he walks in boldness, and he walks in the strength of the Lord, and he ultimately kills the giant, as we all know. But there's some things about what happened in that in that that season and in that moment that I want to pick out tonight. I think it'll be really helpful for us as we're walking through slaying our own giants of fear. How, how was David David able to stare fear straight straight in the face and overcome it? How was he able? All these people, all these all these skilled warriors, these people that have been in a lot of armies and a lot of battles before that were running from this guy. What was it that David had when he had the ability to, to not just 
not only not run away, but to run towards it and ultimately find a victory with the Lord against this giant, slaying this giant. The first thing I see throughout reading that, that, that two chapters together with 1 Samuel 16 and 17 is that David understood and knew how to get alone with God. Like, when, you, when you're struggling with fear, one of the greatest ways that you can overcome the giant that is fear in your life is you've got to, look at me, you have got to have alone time with God. It is impossible. All of the giants that we're going to talk about in the next six weeks, but especially this one tonight, for you to slay that giant, for you to overcome that giant, if you don't have alone time with God. Because what David had experienced before the giant ever came in, it was an opportunity for him. He, we, we, see, we see earlier in the chapter, uh, David killed a bear and a lion when he was protecting his sheep. And as he was out there by himself day after day, by himself day after day with sheep, David was growing in his relationship with the Lord by himself, alone with God. And before he ever had an audience of an army to see him slay this giant and be victorious, he had no audience but a bunch of sheep see him slay the bear and the lion that came to attack. But, but the Lord, all he had was the Lord. And I, I can't get away from that. I can't get away from telling you tonight. Some of you are you're stuck in this fear rut. You're stuck in this weight of, of, of being afraid of the things to come or of of failing people or letting people down. And I'm telling you, one of the greatest ways that you can get out of that and overcome it is by getting alone with God. You gotta get alone with Him. You gotta get alone with God. You have to get alone with God. Coming together is important. You gotta have believers around you and worship together and pray together. But if you aren't getting alone with God, you're missing a, a vital piece to victory that God wants to bring you in your life. Because when you're alone with God, He will... He will come and speak to you. He, like, Pastor Vaughn shared it this morning. Like, in those moments in God's presence, he does something that, that nothing else can do, that nobody else can do. And we got a generation that hates being alone for the most part. We take a step back. We, a lot of us love to be alone, but, but alone is just by ourselves, like with our phone. Or we're still with a thousand people because we're on Instagram or, or, or Facebook or whatever. But we don't like actual being around people physical people, but we're not actually alone. We're playing a game or something. But when was the last time you got alone with God? No distraction. And you got before the Lord and you said, God, I'm all yours for the next 15 minutes. Like, I'm all yours for the next five minutes. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say, I'm yours. Get alone with God. Seek Him. Worship Him. It's in that quiet time with just you, Lord. Okay, the next thing, the next thing that you got to hear before we, before we go into the worship time tonight. <laughs> Lord, help me. Be vulnerable. I'm off right now. And it's okay, because God's bigger than me being on or off. And he's, he's going to do something. He, he's hopefully speaking to you. But he's going to do something in our worship time, too. I'm just, I'm struggling to communicate. I'll be honest. I had I to figure out a way to cut it in half, but it's okay. <sighs> Second thing that's really important to see is that when David was met with adversity from this fear-bringing giant, what he did was he spoke the God reality to the fear. Yeah, like you, see in verse, you see it in verse 45 of chapter 17, that David, he said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of the hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you've defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Yeah, very brave heart of him. 
moving on. And this, he, he basically talks about how he's going to do all that. And then he says, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves, not with sword or in spirit, but the battles the Lord's, he'll give you into my hand. What does he do? David declares the God reality. So many of us, are, we're living in a, in, a, in, a, in a physical reality of our life right now. And all we're doing is we're feeding it by the things that we're speaking to about it. All we're, we're just feeding. We're feeding, our, we're feeding our own fears with our own mouth. We're just, we are literally just, because it's, it's all we can see. It's all that's in front of us. I mean, all of the Israelites saw in front of them was this towering nine-foot-tall giant that was just bullying them every single day, tormenting them every single day. And David justified, like he had no reason to, get, to say any of that because of who he was. Stature-wise, like he's just this little dude. He was but a youth. There's like three or four times in that that says, but a youth. But yet he spoke a God reality to the fear. And, and, and for some of us, what we got to see is that we got to stop feeding our fear with our words. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're speaking death over ourselves and we're, or, or to other people. But we got to begin to start speaking yeah. the God realities to our fear. And, and when I think about when I think about that thing that like David declared to the to Goliath, like, no, like this is the Lord's battle. Yeah. Like, like you 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 come with, you know, uh, you come with the things that you come with, but this is not a fight that I'm gonna win on my own. This is God's fight. I, I got nothing to worry about, but this is the God reality I'm gonna speak, even though in front of me yeah. it's not the physical present reality that I see. David declared that God reality. And the antidote to fear is faith. Right, it's, you, you might think it's courage, but it's not. It's actually faith. The antidote to fear is faith, and not just because that sounds good or it sounds clean, clean, you know, good and clean. But man, fear is is far less than faith. Faith is far greater than fear. Faith is greater than fear. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I want you to write this down, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna invite Jaden up in the worship team in just a moment. Faith isn't denying fear. It's staring fear in the face and declaring, my God is bigger. This doesn't mean like, okay, I gotta have faith. I gotta walk out of here. I'm not gonna be afraid anymore. No. Like, you're gonna have fear still. But what faith is, faith's not ignoring it, pretending like you don't have fear anymore. Faith isn't walking around and being like, okay, cool, I, I don't feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fail anymore. I don't feel like I, I don't, I'm not worried about my future or I'm not worried about dying. I'm not worried about getting hurt. I'm not worried about my family breaking apart. I'm not worried about the school year. No, faith isn't not any of those. It's, it's, it's all those realities, but then staring them in the face and saying, but my God's bigger. It's, it's the David Goliath situation. Is that that giant is real. I'm not gonna pretend like he's not there and we're just gonna like walk around him like no, he'll kill me. But I'm gonna stare him in the face and say, oh, but my God's bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what faith is. Faith is just saying, no, I I, I accept this is real, but man, my God is bigger. Some of us, some of you need to begin to declare the God realities that like even though this thing in your life is staring you in the face, you can stare back in the face and say, My God is bigger. I got a spirit. Jaden, would you mind coming up to, to the platform, to the keys? And so tonight, uh, I want to I point you to Jesus as we wrap up our time together. Because you can't overcome fear on your own. You can't, you can't hear the words that I'm saying and walk out of here and go, okay, I'm going to try to just have more faith. I'm going to try to just push through this thing. Like, no, you will get crushed. 
Can I be honest? You will get crushed. But what we have available to us is a giant slayer who has gone before us and has slain the giant of death, of condemnation, of guilt, of eternal separation from God because of God loving you so much. He sent this giant slayer on a rescue mission. His name is Jesus. And, and for you and I tonight, it's just walking in a different degree of trusting, putting our trust in Jesus as the great giant slayer. Jesus, build my faith. He's the one that builds your faith. You don't build your own faith. You don't walk out of here and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to have more faith. No, you walk out of here and go, Jesus, help build more faith in my life. Jesus, I trust you with this giant of fear. I, here it is. I put it in your hands. Now, would you help build faith in me as I walk out of this place? Some of us put our fears and I need to just come before the Lord and lay them at the feet of Jesus and go, God, this is what is haunting me. This is what is tormenting me. This is what this is the Goliath that will not stop. And I need your help with this giant. Would you build this faith in me to walk out of here? Not gripped and captivated by fear. But, but beginning to see that you can slay this thing that you already have, and that you can help me in my life. Embrace that God reality over the present physical reality.